another Real Talk episode, uh, Real Talk with Bella. I am joined, I'm going to butcher your last name, Jess. So I'm gonna just let you say it. Jessica Maskovich, did I say that correctly? Oh, I always want people to give it a try. It's, um, it is Mashkovich and I, I'm dying to shorten it just to mash. So we'll Mash-Kovich. see what it ends up evolving into, but yeah, <laughs> Jessica Mashkovich. And you and I have known each other, Jesus, uh, a very long time. Um, I would have to say ever since I moved into New Jersey, so that if I do the math correctly, probably nine years, um, I, um, had heard of you because you were featured in Bella previously by Janine Mascarella through your company. Um, and then I had the opportunity to uh, inter- to feature you for uh, the beauty of giving back several years later when I, I started working at Bella. And now that I own Bella, here we are on our podcast, not talking about your company, something completely different. Um, yeah. I'm going to let you uh, take the lead into the intro because I feel it's very important. I, I love how all of these, like it's a domino effect, right? Like one thing leads you to another and here we are several years later and we're having this really important conversation which I can't wait uh, for us to dive into because I know a little bit about it, um, but I'm excited uh, for you to share uh, the wealth of information that you know about uh, what we're gonna be diving into, NFTs and the metaverse and all that uh, fun stuff. But please introduce yourself, let our listeners know who you are uh, and what Jess is all about. Thank you. Thank you for that seductive voice on the way in. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Listen, I'm just- All good. I'm just I'll take it. <laughs> um, yes. So, so yes, you and I go way back. And when I think about this current state of what's going on in the metaverse and the NFT market, you are the, the first person that I pick up the phone and call because you have such a platform where you're in touch with so many women on a regular basis. And who better than to reach out to you to to communicate the word and to educate the people, the female people, the women people, the the non-binary, the completely binary, you know, all of the binaries. Um, But the the term Web3 and metaverse and NFTs are just flying by and kind of like whizzing past people's heads. Yeah. And And they're like, no. And to your, because I want to get really into it. This is really, it's fascinating because when you and I were coordinating, uh, talking about this, it just so happened that my current cover star just launched her first NFT as well. And I had my Uh entire staff um, asking me like, what in the hell is this? Like what is happening? And then all of a sudden it became this waterfall of just everyone who's doing this. And we started to get pitched who, um, is the first woman, um, in the African-American space to launch her own NFT. Like, and I'm like, okay, so this is so timely. And I'm so thrilled that I get to have this conversation with number one, not only somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about, but, um, (laughs) somebody who can break it down. And also as a woman, uh, and a woman entrepreneur, you understand why it's important that we at least know, um, what we are getting ourselves into, because I, you know, I think I've been resistant to it for a long time. And I don't think just me, but I think many people have been, but this is where we're headed. So um, it feels really good to yeah. be talking to you about this and educating not just myself, but our listeners and our readers and our viewers, you know, to what is to come. So have at it. What is, first of all, what's an NFT? 
So well, yeah. I love how you just said what is to come because yeah. that's great. And then yes, the what, what is an NFT? Yeah. An NFT, the, the letters, there's a bunch of letters that are going to kind of fly by, but I'll give definitions for all of them. An yeah. NFT is a non-fungible token. Yeah. And the word fungible actually is an equal exchange of value. So if you have a dollar and I have a dollar, I can give you my dollar, you can give me your dollar. And that's fungible. Okay. If there's a Bitcoin and you have a Bitcoin, we can exchange Bitcoin and that's fungible. Um, what's not fungible is if I have an iPhone and you have an iPhone and you trade me your iPhone for my iPhone, <laughs> that's non-fungible yeah. because there's uniqueness to it. It's um, it, it might have a same, a similar base or a similar platform, but there's, um, there's, unique uniqueness where it's not creating of the same value so if, for, if, for example if you have paintings if you have numbered paintings it might be the same painting but because you have a lower number it's got a higher value those things are non-fungible yeah. when it comes down to it so where this comes into play in the in the nft market as we'll call it yeah. um you know really kind of it, it kind of exploded on the scene with or with, with artists in that they were creating works of art and they could sell it for $50. And then two years later, it will have changed hands or something will have sparked where it's it just became so popular and so desired that it will change hands and then fetch $2 million in the secondary market, in the secondary art market. But the original artists will never have seen any benefit to that and any profit to that. So in creating the NFT market, how we're calling it now, the NFTs are basically a digital asset that is minted on the blockchain. These are these are the words that keep flying by. Because you have to break down what a blockchain is. Yep. I, I mean, I, I understand it, but I know that there's a lot of people when I try to explain it to a friend last week, they were like, I have no idea where what any of this is. So break it down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the blockchain basically is an underlying set of codes. It's it's if you open up a car and you see the engine, this is like the the foundational architecture of what makes um, what makes things happen on the blockchain. I'm sorry, I kind of circled back to using the same word. Um, let me see if I can state that a little bit more correctly. Um, so the blockchain is a place where. Uh, People are mining mm -hmm. data <laughs> and completing transactions yeah. that are being minted on the blockchain, mm -hmm. which become sort of set in stone. They're immutable yeah. transactions that can't be taken back and establish authenticity. You look like you're going to say something. No, no, no. I want to jump in. And um, for anyone who has children who have ever played Minecraft, um, if there is a way for you to compare it to something, and I and I say this um, truthfully because okay. even my kids were able to break it down for me because they understand all of this, um, which is yep. kind of like, uh, where have I been for the past 13 years? Uh, my children get it but they understand it because they compare it to Minecraft. And he's like, and you know, yes. my oldest son was like, we've been basically doing this all along. 
while playing when we were playing Minecraft when my and Minecraft what, what that's why Minecraft became such a successful game um because once Bitcoin came into play it was very similar and the way that you transacted on the platform was just kind of seamless to people who understood that way of um or that marketplace per se if I'm if I'm using obviously the terms correctly as well so mm-hmm. I had a very minimal you know knowledge of Minecraft because I've just sat there and watched my kids build a world. Um, right. So to bring it back to kind of reality so that people can kind of understand it. A little okay. Bit. So yeah, in, in real life experiences, if you have Minecraft and you yeah. have some of the skins and the swords and right. all of the accessories yeah. in game, we'll call it in-game purchases, yep. Yep. Um, you can buy those, that sword and eventually, and that would be your NFT. And okay. eventually you would be, and that would only be your NFT. So that transaction would be basically minted on the blockchain as you are the rightful owner of that sword. Now the blockchain is an open environment. So if I ever wanted to go in and see what you have in your Minecraft bag, Mm -hmm. I can go in as long as I know your your wallet address, that's kind of the access point into into what you have. I can go in and see what you have in there. So it's very, it's transparent, it's visible, and it's it's yours. So yeah. you can choose to take that and then sell that to someone else in the secondary market. And then they could choose to sell that to three other people later down the road. And there will be a trail on the blockchain showing how things changed hands. Yeah. Now, say, for example, that sword was created by um, Joey. I don't know, we'll call him Joey. And that sword ended up each time that sword was sold, there can be something written in the smart contract, which is again on the blockchain. And now keep in mind, there's no intermediaries. Joey didn't have to go to a lawyer to draft up a contract to, to do this and to do that. And then to, um, so in, the, in Joey's smart contract, each time this sword that he created, when it changes hands, 10% of those that money for example, as it continues to get purchased along the way, um, would go back to Joey. Like he can have that written as a royalty in the contract. So this way, Joey doesn't create it once and then lose it forever. If that sword becomes the most coveted item and people are paying X, you know, Boku bucks for that sword, Joey, the original creator is still benefiting from having originated that. And yeah. you can see the trail going all the way back to, to when that was initially first minted by Joey on the blockchain. And minting really just means that you are you are now establishing it on the blockchain and then you know then it can run its course. Um, go ahead. So I was just gonna backtrack and go to what the definition of web one is yeah. versus web two versus web three. So these are these are the overarching conversations that people are having. And a lot of times people are just mentioning web three as you and I are currently doing. So I know we're, you're going to play the audio of this, but I see you, (laughs) I see you over zoom. I see your face. I could actually change my background. It could look like I'm at a beach somewhere or in Paris. Mm -hmm. We're kind of already acting as if we're in web three because of how how um, how easy it is to communicate and how real life it feels between you and me. And we could be, you know, many moons apart. You right. could be on the other side of the planet for, for all I know. Yeah. 
or you can be, you know, 25 miles away, which you probably are. <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah, no, um, but so, I, no, 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 go ahead. Cause yeah. I feel like I, this is uh, important because I feel, um, you know, in conversations with other people that I've had about this world, right. It, it, it still seems very, um, it, like, like it isn't real, like people aren't already doing these things. And I think that the, yeah, that but we are, and we are, and I think that, you know, bringing it kind of like into the awareness of, but you're already doing these things and this is what this means. And this is why you kind of have mm -hmm. to get a handle yeah. on this sooner than rather than later. So you can kind of understand again, where this is all headed and going because it's already happening. Yes. And, and a lot of why it's happening is because of this foundational blockchain that underlies everything. And I'll explain that in one second, sure. but web one back in the days when the, you know, the internet was created and people were getting websites, you have to register your domain. Um, you opened up basically a storefront. It was brochureware. It was reading material. It established the name, who you are, what you're about some contact information, like a phone number. Um, so that was kind of web one. There wasn't much interacting going on. Web two is where things started to happen transactionally. You started to be able to put things in a cart. You started to be able to check out. You started to be able to even Facebook and Instagram, those things in being able to post things and communicate and have a social network, that's web two. That became a lot more engaging, a lot more interactive. Um, and, and businesses were able to be created that, um, that never existed before because of the transactional capabilities. So that was really a game changer. Yeah. Web three is going to have not only the read component and the write component, but also the own component. And I, and I say the read component is the brochureware of web one, the write component is the more engaging, interacting transactional side of web two. And then the own component of web three is really like, we're not a hundred percent there yet. Um, I kind of call this like web 2.0 or um, 2.1, I should say, because I feel like stuff is still being based upon, um, you don't fully own your data yet. And in web three, ideally you should be able to own that data. So for example, back in Minecraft with that sword, Wherever that sword is, at a certain point, that sword is going to be able to become part of your digital identity, me, like as the owner, the current owner of that sword. Um, but right now, you can only use that sword in Minecraft. Yeah. You can't use that sword and take it over to Facebook and use that sword in a way that you can, you can do that. You can't jump platforms yet. Yeah. These are all still... Uh, encapsulated and housed on servers that exist only for Minecraft users. Correct. But in web three, the idea is that that sword will come with you as part of your digital footprint. So say for example, you're a great content creator and you are just blowing it up on Facebook mm -hmm. and you have so many people seeing your stuff and you've called so many people onto the platform and you really feel like you're a big success on Facebook those people that are engaging in your content can't come with you over to Instagram or over to Snapchat or over to TikTok. You have, because they're, they're Facebook's people. <laughs> they're not your people, even though you've brought them in. So ideally in a web three world, 
the content that you create, you kind of keep those people and you can take them wherever you go. Yeah. That becomes part of your digital, digital identity or digital footprint. So much easier and just life so much better, but sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we're so, we're not there yet at all. But the idea behind you and I talking about this is really to kind of give, and I'm so glad that you pushed it towards the Minecraft side of things um, because sometimes we lose sight of relating it back to IRL, which is in real life examples. Yeah. Um, And we get caught up. Just the most tangible and more relatable kind of example that I could give just because Um, As a mom of two young boys who have been submerged in this world for however many years that Minecraft has been in existence, um, it is the easiest way that not only I could understand it, but also my children, again, who are living it, doing it, have been engaging with this for years. Um, and again, you know, it's like we're, my husband and I are playing catch up in a way we're like, oh my God, we better. Cause you know, then we're being fed, obviously, you know, who comes out with their new NFC, like to my point of the conversation with Rebecca Minkoff, who just came out with her in partnership with Klarna. And like, what does that mean for businesses? Which is where I would like for you to kind of help us, um, just connect the dots in that way, because, you know, what does this, what opportunities does this present to us? Um, you know, in the, and I don't think in the future, I think this is, again, this is happening now, right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, the sooner that you kind of understand it and then see if it's something that can serve, which I, again, it's not even a way in a matter of thinking about it. If it's, if it serves me, it is the way that it we're headed. And it's like, mm-hmm. It's like when I used to tell yeah. people, get on Facebook. And they were like, what? Get on Facebook. <laughs> you got to promote your business. What? Right. And, then it, like, and that is where we all were. So um, yep. please help us, you know, whoever may be listening, kind of understand that aspect of it as well. Yeah. So this is ever changing. And this yeah. is completely um, applicable to almost every business and every scenario of a business. Um, so for example, NFTs can be, they can be, um, they can be art, they could be music, they could be content like a magazine mm-hmm. um, or pieces of a magazine, like portions of content. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be used for utility, which means, you know, either a, like an access to something or beyond that, you know, an ownership piece of something. Um, so your, your readers can basically, or your subscribers, is that what you call your customer base? Your, the people that, okay. So your subscriber base could potentially receive a, a Bella NFT, Bella magazine NFT, and then you can create what's called a DAO, which is a D, uh, decentralized autonomous organization. And they, the people who are your, they become part of your community as holders of this NFT. And they also become part of helping run the magazine. Yeah. And you can end up allowing them to decide, what do you want to see? What type of content do you want us to present? You know, it, it, it almost gives them a little bit of um, governance into the success or the the tempo or the feel or the direction of how things are coming, but they have a stake in it. You know, they have ownership and you have a way of communicating in a, in an even more, um, a tighter relationship because now you are a community. 
And now you can continue engaging them and say, Rebecca Minkoff comes in and wants to do a special drop for Bella Magazine NFT holders. Now they're getting a little bit of something of value because they were the ones that were in early and believed in your magazine, yeah. um, you know, and believed in the benefits that they might achieve as well. So for you guys, it's nice because you're creating a whole nother market of engagement. And for the holders of like a Bella Magazine NFT, they're getting value with these surprise drops every now and then, which I mean, if Rebecca Minkoff becomes the president of the United States, holding a Rebecca Minkoff uh, NFT could go up exceptionally, you know, in value. It's yeah. like having that first uh, beanie baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boy, you know do what? I regret um, throwing away those Pokemon cards that I used to take away from my students, <laughs> which I know I do. It's a, it's kind of like, my God, you know, if you only know. can what, what you know. now. Um, no, but um, I think this is obviously a conversation. These are constant conversations yeah. to have because, because my, was, my this was just coming off of the top of my head, but everything yeah. can come out of a different conference room depending um, upon who you're talking to. And not only that though, it's just that I feel like it's always evolving and it's changing and it's and people are adapting. And I think that we've gotten um, so good at adapting over the past few years also that this is kind of where uh, we have this opportunity to lean into this because um, we kind of have like, okay, we got to roll with this new, you know, wrench in the, yeah. in the, in the yard, but, um, and, and navigate it and, and figure out a way for it to, to really benefit us as uh, not just as a company, but also as an individual. And I think that it gives room also for a lot more creativity. And I, and I know um, backtracking I know we spoke about this briefly when we were first having this conversation, when I had, um, I was marketing a Bitcoin comp, uh, client probably five years ago, and it was still so fresh and new and people were kind of like, what are you talking about? This is going nowhere. Um, and, you know, to the point of those initial conversations, you know, Bitcoin has grown so much since, um, I remember telling my husband, like, get it, get in on that right now. <laughs> Get, get into that, <laughs> that now because I have a feeling that this is going somewhere. Um, you know, we made like a small investment and I was a little nervous because again, anything that you do that's new, that kind of, but obviously it turned out and it worked out in our benefit, thank, thankfully. Um, but I also feel like, you know, having had, um, you know, I guess being a little bit more risky in a way, acting a little bit, we could probably would have benefited more, but we did what we did um, at that time, knowing as little as we knew. The whole premise of this aspect of, or, or this marketplace is the de decentralization, meaning that you as the consumer, as the stakeholder, get to say and get to control and get to own. And there's kind of like no cover up as to where anything is coming from. And I think that's what people are seeking, right? Um, if, if I can, um, if that's like a true statement. Is yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah, sort of. Like yeah. if, I, if I am paying you in, yes. in a transaction that needs to go through the bank, I'm gonna wire you money. Correct. There's an intermediary in there. There's a lot of intermediaries in there when it comes to a wire. Say, not not one, only is several. <laughs> yeah, there's not only just the financial institution. There's a lot of different little clearinghouses in between there. Yeah. So the transaction touches many hands before it gets to you. And if any one of those hands decides that they're not going to complete the transaction, so I would wire money to China for my inventory. I, you know, would 
produce the Throby uh, blanket poncho overseas. And I would have to wire the transaction. Sometimes that transaction might not get to where it needs to go because it just got held up in one of those intermediary things. So I have my manufacturer being like, where's the transaction? And it should take like three days and it could be a week or two later. It was held up for no reason. They have to like figure out and send a deliberate track to the, to find the, where this transaction is in a pipeline. So that being said, if I were to send my manufacturer or send you payment in Bitcoin or, or payment on any one of the blockchains, like if it's ETH, if it's Bitcoin, that would be instantaneous. And that would be, that would be, there's no intermediaries. There's no one there to say, no, we're not going to, we're not going to let this go through, or we're going to hold it up or, um, or you don't lose the transaction because once the transaction is minted on the blockchain, I know exactly where that transaction is. If someone said you didn't pay me, it's immutable. You, you cannot contest this. This is exactly how it, how it went down. And that's instant. Um, so that's, that's one of the benefits to the payment mechanism in this whole web three. How does this all fit into the metaverse? If you could talk a little bit about that, um, just because I think we need to break down that aspect of all of this uh, for who who may be listening and doesn't know. (laughs) So the metaverse is, is very like, it's such a broad word. It's such a broad term. You and I right now are in the metaverse because we're not having a conversation. You're not in my driveway and we're not hanging out near the mailbox talking. You and I are in the metaverse. We're communicating. We could be doing business. We could be having a staff meeting. We could actually, you and I can go tour the Eiffel Eiffel Tower right now in the metaverse if we just open up one more window. Yeah. Um, So the metaverse is going to be just a different way that people communicate and do business and maybe do school. You know, education is going to end up using the metaverse. Um, if you really uh, immerse yourself wearing these these uh, these goggles, you know you can now get your whole world in view. You know I still see what's going on around my office here, um, so that's really going deep into the metaverse. It can almost change how you live and how you behave. Um, you might be able to live a life without ever even getting out of your chair, yeah. which is scary. So well, that's, that's what I was going to say, which is kind of like a, a catch 22, because at the same time, um, I feel that there, again, our level of awareness has to be uh, from a healthy perspective, because I, I do feel that, you know, it can push people to go, you know, where literally they are oh, definitely. Living, they're living this life um, through AI and, or through, you know, virtually where it, it isn't tangible in us in a way, in like a real sense, but it is existing uh-huh. somewhere else. Right. Um, and it's so, yeah. Funny. And, but you know what, that's why, that's yeah. why kids are playing video games for yeah. four hours or yeah. eight hours at a clip. Like yeah. you have to, you have to get yourself back out of that world, but it can benefit, it can benefit retailers. Yeah. I can actually go in and through augmented reality, I can actually plop a couch over in my living room and have my phone pointing at an area in the living room. And I can go on to one of the websites and, and virtually plop a couch there to see how it's going to look. Yeah. You know, I might be eventually able to try on a dress 
um, have a body scan and my body scan kind of goes into the computer and then it can try on dresses for me and I can rotate all the way around what to see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> what a dream for us who hate trying clothes on. Um, but yeah. as much as I love shopping, I hate like literally like trying clothes on, but no. Me too. I, it's, just, can... it's the bad dressing room. It's bad oh lighting. God. It's bad mirror. It's Awful. all that. And then you take it home and you're like, well, it didn't look like this. So it's right. <laughs> um, so. And I feel like it's such a powerful resource, but we also have to get really um, clear, smart, and educated enough to really understand where the wins are and how it can truly benefit us, not just from a personal perspective, but also from a business perspective, because I feel like, like you're saying, you know, it, I know that I redecorated half of my house and it was vir done virtually, you know, it's like drop, 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 good, no, yeah, and I didn't even have to walk into a store, which was like right. life changer, you know, game changer, time saver, because who has the time to do all of these things anymore? Um, but yeah. But on um, the other side of the coin, yeah. like you can go into what's called Decentraland yeah. and you have companies and people buying little plots of land <laughs> into central land, yeah. setting up a store and where your avatar is now going to be able to kind of walk around in Decentraland and go into a store. And you're sort of, you're now out and about instead of things coming to you by pointing your camera in your living room and having stuff appear, you're actually going out being your avatar and you're exploring the world in that way. So you can go to the mall, you can go shopping and go look around with your avatar walking around and your avatar is going to be wearing an NFT throwby, which, you know, it's going to walk around in it. And, um, and that's that itself, like every conversation brings about a whole new batch of business opportunities of because yeah, you can, yeah. you can have, um, you can have lawyers, you can have, uh, coaches, you can have counselors setting standards for how, how are you going to behave in the metaverse? Like, how are you going to behave in Decentraland? When I created my avatar in Decentraland, you're in this big town square and it's like my avatar, I kind of dressed it. So I knew who it was and I'm using my hand to pretend like this is my avatar. Yeah. All of a sudden I see like another random avatar walk up behind me and like stand behind me. And and it was, I'm like, ew, <laughs> get, get out of here. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It already felt creepy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So it really, you know, people call it the Wild West and it kind of is because it, well, yeah. all there's no rules really. There's no one to enforce rules, you know, really. And everything is currently being written in the sand. So, you know, like when you write your name in the sand and a wave comes along and then it's yeah. kind of vanishes and someone writes something else. Yeah. Um, but this is why it's a ripe opportunity. And yeah. why we're talking about this related to you and me and women and um, is that we have an opportunity to help write it and to write the game plan and to, to set the course instead of the course being set for us. So if there's something that we think, or we, we want to bring our perspective, or we want to open up shop and we have a, you know, a great business idea, the time is now for us to be involved in it instead of um, 
traditionally it, it's a man's world and yeah. the men set the course and decided kind of letting somebody yeah. determine it we have the every opportunity to now be a part of building it um, and constructing it in a way that we see fit I love that so um, yeah and educating ourselves really is the first step and being familiar with it and getting your feet wet and do not spend more money than you're willing to lose because these things are still speculative and there's a lot of bad actors out there that are trying to screw you up, you know, yeah. sending you fraudulent discord messages or pointing you in a direction which is here by this NFT. And it's actually not the NFT that was put out by the legitimate group. So you and I can go on and on, even having one session talking about how to watch out for the pitfalls, because yeah. the only way that I learned how to watch out for the pitfalls is my husband has been doing this for, you know, about nine months longer than I have. So he's already experienced a lot of this and we both have our ears plugged in to Twitter spaces, mm -hmm. which is, you know, also another social group, but you, it's audio, live audio, and you yeah. hop in there and you ask a lot of questions yeah. and there's plenty of people looking to give good, genuine information yeah. and help educate you. Yeah. Uh, but forums like this too. No, I have to tell you that I feel um, a little bit smarter. <laughs> uh, a little bit. No, I feel like, you know, when you when you spend some time obviously talking about a topic and uh, just like you said, you know, more and more conversations need to happen. Uh, more people can, um, you know, unpack because this is a lot of uh, information to take in and um for someone who has never done it you know the little experience that i have has been through my husband has been through my children um has been through uh you know women who have come to me and said let's have this conversation let's promote this let's look into this and i'm just sitting here like wow okay um definitely you know uh something that we need to be paying attention to and i like the idea uh, of just as you said you know, just like we're, um, we've always said that it's it's a woman's world now that we're at the helm of a lot of companies and organizations where things are definitely um, changing, you know, for the better, I would hope this is one aspect of where the world is headed that we can have a lot of say in um, and, um, you know, and, and get to work in and do it together as a collective, because I feel like women, when we have um and, and you know in my in my world how do i put this out in a way where it will event you know just it's safe um and it's secure for my children right because at the end of the world the, at the end of the day the world that i'm creating is hopefully better for them uh you know what i'm doing 100 benefit them so how can we get on this bandwagon so in the end when they step into it fully it it kind of is already you know uh it's safe and it's sound because I, I have, you said, you mentioned mm -hmm. it being the metaverse, you know, being kind of like the wild west. I have, these are the conversations that I'm hearing. People are crazy and there's some weirdos and there's this. And, and I think, but I also think that that's anywhere <laughs> in the world. We have a little bit of that everywhere. Yeah. So, especially um, in Manhattan. Correct. Um, <laughs> in real life, IRL. But um, yeah. the, the other thing that I would totally recommend you do, and it, so just a little side note, always yeah. have a swim buddy. You know, like when you would go yeah. into the swimming pool and there was always someone there that would have to, like, they'd raise your hand if you were drowning or something, that's your swim buddy yeah. to make sure that you're doing okay or to alert you that, um, but go in there with both feet and get, you know, set aside uh, an amount of money that you're willing to 
that you want to experiment with, yeah. I should say, and yeah. willing to lose if need be, but hopefully profit. You know, these are these things could be investments. It's investment in community, but it's also investment in your education. Yeah. So if you are willing to pay three thousand dollars to go, you know, take a course yeah. somewhere, or even six hundred dollars or three hundred dollars to get a certification, take that, open up a wallet get a crypto wallet, go to Coinbase, you know, you can put your dollars or whatever currency is your standard currency, your stable currency, you put that into Coinbase, and then you buy ETH, which is on the Ethereum network. It's the it's the monetary side of what runs on the Ethereum network. It's called ETH, Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And that's usually what NFTs are bought and sold in. Um, there's a couple of other currencies that they are bought and sold in. But ETH is the main one. Yeah. And, you know, you walk someone through that, like I'll step you through that, how to get into that level and then to buy your first NFT and then what to watch out for. And then once you have an NFT and you see that in your wallet, in your MetaMask wallet, you're in it. Like yeah. now you can talk the talk and now you're more legit in understanding what's going on because you're now definitely in it. Yeah. So I can certainly be that for you. And, you know, we can talk your, your listeners and subscribers through in a, in a logical way as well, if, if they need some instruction or handholding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the time for us to experiment and to go in there as women, as moms, even I, you know, I love the men in this space too, because they're always very helpful. And if they've been there a little bit earlier than we have, um, even better. But a lot of men are getting into it. This is all, we're all so early. The community itself, feeling like you missed out, you haven't. It's such a small percentage of people. Yeah. And this is worldwide um, that everyone is learning all at the same time. And we have a chance to help, you know, formulate how this looks. How this goes. Well, this was super, super refreshing and educational and important. So thank you first for being here and willing to have this conversation with me and share with our listeners. Thank you. How can people, uh, if anyone who may be listening and wants to get in touch with you, how can they connect with you, Jess? Um, you can email me at, it's a lot of words and letters, jessmash at konabenelli.com. Maybe you can yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can email me and I'll get back to you if you have any questions or if you ever want to sync up, or if you want me to have a conversation with, you know, anyone in your business about it. Um, I, I, I was so excited to see you. I may have like been all over the map with, with this conversation, but no, I no, did no, actually I have a framework. Yeah. We, we, I think we covered um, a little, you know, like the basics. And I think this gives people enough information to go into it with a little bit more clarity, because again, I feel like there is, um, you know, no other than doing the research and having these conversations, there's no other way to get the information. So I'm happy that we decided to go for it. Um, and that it definitely will be a follow-up. So thank you again for joining me. And I'm looking forward to um, seeing you in the Decentraland at some point. <laughs> <laughs>